This is a very special story, and there's a lot of very important lessons from this. The story is called the Animes Mirais story. It goes like this. There was once a Yid who had a store, and he would buy and sell things. That's how he made his parnas, that's how he made his money. For example, let's say you want to buy a scissors. Or let's say you want to buy some pencils. You want to buy a, a, a bag to bring to school, whatever it is. So he'll sell it to you, okay, for four coins. Where did he get it from? He got it from someone else for two coins or three coins. He sells it for another one or more coin. So he buys it for a few coins, sells it for one or two more. And with extra money, he'll pay for food for his family. He would buy them clothes, whatever else they needed. And that's how he made his panasa. He made a little bit fine. He kept on buying and selling small little things, all the different customers, until he heard, you know, if I go to another city, I can make a lot bigger business, make a lot more money. I'm, so he thought, he heard of a very good business deal. You can go buy a lot of things at once and sell to someone else. Instead of selling a few little things at once, start selling a lot of things and make a lot more money. So, you know, let me do that. So, he sold everything he had. He sold his store with everything inside, got a whole bag of money, and said, I'll go to the other big city to buy a lot of stuff at once, make a bigger business deal. On the way, he's traveling. He stopped by a town, and he heard the Yidin talking. <gasps> you heard what happened to that guy? That Yidin and his family? They're all sitting in jail. It's so horrible. Why were they sitting in jail? Did this thing wrong? Actually, they didn't. They were sitting in jail because the, they had to pay rent to the potets, the, the rich guy in charge, and they didn't have enough money. So the potets, the, you know, the, the noblemen they called themselves, said, okay, if you don't have money to pay me, I'll put you guys in jail for whatever. It could be the rest of your life until someone gives me the money, all the money you owe me. So this whole family was now sitting in a dark, disgusting jail, which usually was in a pit under the ground. So he heard, how much money do they owe? That if they pay off this money, the guy will let him free. And he said, hey, that amount of money that they owe, that's exactly the amount of money I'm carrying with me. So should I take my money and let them go free? It's a big mitzvah, pit and shvuim, to get a yid out of jail, a whole family. Or should I go do my business? You know... Um, which one should I do? Do my business or get them out? He's thinking, said, you know, if I have exactly the amount of money I could save a whole family, I'll save them. Okay, I don't have any money left. Fine, I'll go do it. He went over to Mr. Potitz and said, I want to get them out of jail, give them back the money. He said, okay, fine, they're free. They can go out of jail now. And he just saved the whole family. Now, he didn't have any money left. He couldn't go to that city anymore and do business because he didn't have any money left. So he said, okay, I'll go back home. He started going back home. On the way home from Shemaim, from heaven, they sent him a message. I don't know exactly how, but such a big mitzvah he just did. He gave away all his money to help someone else, help another Yid, another Jewish family he never met before, and save them, save them from being in a d- dirty, disgusting jail. He definitely deserved it. Maybe a malach from Shemaim spoke to him. I don't know how, but they, he got a message from Shemaim. And they told him, we want to reward you, give you a reward for the mitzvah you just did. Every mitzvah Hashem rewards in Gan Eden, in the Mahabha, but even now, when you're still alive, we want to give you a reward. We'll let you choose one or two rewards. Either you can get very rich as a reward, you just give it your money, or if you want another choice, you can feel 
what it's like to be in Gan Eden for one day, for 24 hours, while you're still alive. So he's thinking, wow, I could pick one reward. Which one do I want? The money or Gan Eden? Mm, you know what? I'll take the Gan Eden. Is it fine? Came Yom Kippur that year. And right before Yom Kippur starts, the Tati's put on a kittel, put on a talis. So he's just wrapping his talis and he started feeling Gan Eden. And he was so amazed and so caught up, like so lost in, in this big, great amazing feeling of his love of Hashem and understanding of Hashem, the feeling Gan Eden, that he started singing a nigan. And he started singing Anim Zmirais. Goes Anim Zmirais Vashirim Arag Ki Eilecha. I see you guys know it. Very nice. And then it felt like a minute later when he started singing that he felt a tap on his shoulder. He said, What am I in someone's way? So he moved to the side. He felt a tap, maybe someone's way. And then another tap in his shoulder. Uh, okay, moved to the side again. Was someone's way? What happened? And another tap. So what happened here? He took off his towels, turned around, and he saw it was the shamish of the shoal. And he said, Yim Kippur is over. I need to lock up the shoal already. You're the only one left. So it felt like one minute, and the whole entire Yom Kippur passed. He was there, singing Animus Mirais, the whole entire day. He didn't go home. He didn't go to sleep. He didn't sit down. He was in one spot singing Adam's Minas. It felt like one minute and the whole Yom Kippur was over. And he had to go home. Okay, fine. Yom Kippur is over. And that was like the reward he had in this world that he got to, got to feel Ganadin while he was still alive. Now, there was about this story, there was a very special chassid. His name was Zeruven Dunin. And he asked the Rebbe about this story. I heard that he asked the Rebbe, what's this story about you? And he was a little bit of a special person. He got to speak to the Rebbe, most, not the way most people spoke. And a little bit of chutzpah asked a question like that, but that's how he asked. And the Rebbe said, no, the fetish is not me. But the story happened before the Balshemtiv. Because, first of all, this person... He should, he did something a little bit, should have done a little bit better, a little different. What did he do wrong? What do you mean? A little better? He, he did such a big mitzvah. First of all, if they're going to ask him a question with such a big decision, what do you want? Do you rich or feel Ghanaian? First of all, you should have first asked his Rebbe. And it says in Perkyobus, you have to have a Rav, someone who asks questions to. He shouldn't have decided by himself. And really, if it would have been after the Valshemtiv and he would have known the right way to really decide, the better decision, the better choice, would have actually been to take the money instead of Ganeiden. Now, why is money better than Ganeiden? To feel Ganeiden is greater than anything in this world. Nothing in the world is a little, little comparison to what it's like in Ganeiden. Why is that better? His answer is like this. Is, what did he just do? What was the mitzvah he did? He just saved the Yid and his whole family from being in a jail and he took them out and he saved them. So if he would have got rich and got a lot more money, he would have helped a lot more people, a lot more Yidin. But when he chose the Ganeidin, that Ganeidin was only for him. Only he felt it and no one else. So he really should have been thinking to help other people, not just himself. But that's the story 
connected with the nigin of Anim's Zmiris.